We are in Yavamos Pei Aleph Amid Aleph, towards the bottom. 81a in Yavamos towards the bottom. And a brief introduction to our next topic. Uh, we are going into a bit of a tangent. We'll be discussing what happens when <coughs> we have a mixture of items and certain things are have a certain status, whether it's not kosher or... Let's say it's truma, food that's designated for the Kohen, or if it's something which is impure, and it falls into a larger mixture of, let's say, non-kosher into kosher, or truma into truma food into regular food, which anybody could eat, um, or in some food which is impure into food which is not impure. So what happens when you have a mixture? How do we figure out uh, whether or not we have to be stringent and say, let's say it's non-kosher into kosher? Um, are you allowed to eat part of it? Are you allowed to eat all of it? Or could you not eat any of it? What exactly is uh, is taking place there? So, to simplify things, uh, basically, when things are, let's say, yavish uh, yavish, we're dealing with uh, you know dry items. Um, you know, we say that it's bottle barov. It's it's we go based on the majority. We go based on the majority, even within that concept of going based on the majority. There's a question exactly of how exactly does this work? Do we say that uh, we just define the mixture based on the majority? And that's one way of, of viewing it. Or do we say that the majority overturns the minority, meaning it flips the non-kosher is now viewed as being kosher. It sort of changes the status to being uh, to being permissible. Uh, not just that we, we, we determine uh, this mixture and go based on the majority, but we actually flip it and say that it's actually, uh, everything is viewed as kosher. Um, and that's in general what we would say. We would say that at least with regards to yavish biyavish, when things are dry, it's a dry mixture, so then that's what we would say. However, uh, the rabbis, according to most opinion, this was done by the rabbis on a rabbinic level. They said certain mixtures, we will say that, you know what, no, um, we will be stringent. Uh, and these are cases of, let's say, um, uh, if it's viewed as a very significant piece, uh, which is given to honor a guest, let's say, and that falls into a bigger mixture. So we'll say, though, that minority is viewed as significant enough that we cannot say that it becomes integrated into the whole. Uh, that's one example. There are other examples as well. If it's a barrier, if it's... Uh, if it's entire uh, entity on its own, an entire, let's say, an entire animal uh, falls into a mixture. So then that also uh, will, on a rabbinic level, will not be viewed as part of the mixture. Um, It won't be subsumed and integrated into the mixture. And the case that our Gemara deals with is going to be a case, something that's referred to as Davrish of a minion. If it's something which is significant enough, it's important enough that when one buys it in the market, it's not sold based on its weight um, or, you know, size, uh, but it's uh, it's really based on uh, each number. It's based on the number, the individual number. How many do you have? And then we count each one. The fact that we count each one shows that it has a higher level of significance. And that is the, this part of the discussion of our Gemara, and that this also, on a rabbinic level, will not be viewed as being... Uh, integrated into the mixture. And the idea behind all of these is really that uh, we wouldn't even view this as a mixture because it stands out for whatever reason, whether it's a, an entire animal or whether it's 
you know, a, a piece that you would give to a guest or whether it's the case that we're dealing with at hand. In all of these cases, uh, the logic behind this on a rabbinic level, let's say, although this is, uh, there's room to debate this, but uh, at first glance, one would say that the reason behind all of this is because it's not really viewed as part of the mixture. It's so significant that it's not, you can't view this as part of the mixture. It's not part of a mixture. It's its own entity. Ha- happens to be that it's in a bowl or it's in together with other things, but you can't view this as one entity, as one big mixture. And so the Gemara will have three different opinions as to whether or not, wh- what does it mean, Davish of Minyan, that we count them individually? So there's the opinion of the Chachamim, the sages, who say that uh, we really don't have this rule of counting them individually. Really, It's really just six or seven items which are viewed as very, very important. These six or seven very important items, uh, they will, they are not, but on a rabbinic level, they are not nullified. They're not view, uh, as viewed as integrated into the mixture. They are its own um, own entity, but it's only to those six or seven things. However, uh, anything else would be viewed as integrated. However, Rav Meir disagrees. Rav Meir says, no, that if you, anything that you would count individually, let's say, for example, nowadays, not necessarily in times of the Gemara, but nowadays, eggs. You don't count eggs uh, necessarily by the size, but although even this might be debatable, but you count it by the number or clothing. Clothing would be a better example. Um, you, you, it's individually based. It's not based on the weight uh, or the size, but it's uh, individually based when it's sold. Um, perhaps you can come up with other examples as well. So, so Romero says that the way something has significance is if they are counted individually when they are sold. Even within that, there's a dispute between Rish Lakish and Rabbi Yochanan about what does it mean that they're counted individually. Does that mean that everybody has to count them individually in order for it to not be viewed as, in order for it to be viewed as significant enough that it doesn't get nullified in the mixture? Or as long as just some people would count them individually when they would sell them? So that that would be the dispute between Rabbi Yochanan and Rish Lakish, as we will soon see. Um, is it... Uh, does it have to be specifically everybody and that's being more lenient? That means uh, basically as long as only some people sell this individually, we will still view it as nullified with the rest of the mixture. Um, or do we say that no, that even if it's just some people, it'll still be viewed as significant on its own and it will not become nullified and will not integrate into the rest of the mixture. So that's that's the background. It's important to keep that background in mind as we go through this Gemara. What in the world does this have to do with our Gemara? So the Gemara explains as follows. Amrle, we had uh, before this a dispute between Rabbi Yochanan and Rish Lakish about, um, about whether an androgynous, somebody who has both male and female sex, sex organs, uh, do we say that they are viewed as a man on a biblical level or viewed as a man on a rabbinic level and therefore can only eat uh, truma, which is truma on a rabbinic level, food designated to the Kohen on a rabbinic level, or do we say even on a biblical level? So on that note, Rabbi Yochanan asks Rish Lakish the following question. Rish Lakish was the one who held that uh, they could only uh, marry somebody and then the wife could only eat food which is designated for the Kohen on a rabbinic level. So Amr le Rabbi Yochanan Rish Lakish, that was the position of Rish Lakish, so Rabbi Yochanan asks Rish Lakish, Mi sarvis truma bismana zed why do you hold that there is truma nowadays on a rabbinic level. You seem to hold that truma nowadays is purely on a rabbinic level. Where did you get this from? Prove this to me. 
Rabbi Yochanan is essentially saying, I believe that Truma nowadays is on a biblical level, even though we don't have the temple and the majority of the Jews are not in the land of Israel, but it's still on a biblical level. Where did you get this idea that it's on a rabbinic level? So because of his response, we'll see his response in a second, but because of the response, this now gets into a totally new topic about uh, nullifying mixtures. So Amarle, Rish Lakish responds back, in Shanishona Igobegulim Ola. It's true. How do we know that it's on a rabbinic level? Because I know that when you have a case, let's say, of truma, if you have a piece of truma which falls into a hundred pieces of non-truma, of regular food, that it becomes nullified. It becomes integrated with the whole, and we don't view the whole mixture as truma. We assume that everything now is no longer food which is designated for the Kohen. It becomes part, anybody could go ahead and eat it. And if it would be true that truma is on a biblical level nowadays, this would not be true. Why? Because if it's on a biblical level, I would tell you that uh, that piece is viewed as counted on its own. We count it on its own. It's viewed as significant enough to count on its own. And it should not become integrated with the whole. The fact that it's integrated with the whole would only be if it's the whole concept of truma is only on a rabbinic level today. That's why it becomes integrated with the whole. And so therefore, I hold that this proves to me that truma nowadays is on a rabbinic level. Because if it's on a rabbinic level, so then we that we won't say that it becomes, uh, it's, it's viewed as significant enough to stand on its own because it's only on a rabbinic level to begin with, we'll say that it becomes nullified with the uh, the entire mixture, becomes uh, integrated into the entire mixture. Um, so that is what Rish Lakish responds. So Rabbi Yochanan says back, and he says, where did you get this from? He says, According to you, Rabbi Yochanan tells Rish Lakish, according to you, you only make sense that um, as long as some people count them individually, so therefore then it's viewed as separate from the entire mixture and will not become nullified. And that's your position, as long as some people. But I hold that no, that everybody has to view them and count them as individually. And the case that you're dealing with it's not a case where everybody counts them individually. So even on a biblical level, even if truma was to, were to be a uh, biblical truma, I would still say it gets nullified. We don't view this as something which is significant because not everybody sells it individually. Only some people do. And so really truma could be on a biblical level. And I have a different reason for you as to why it, does, it could become nullified. It could be subsumed with the rest of the mixture because it's not viewed as significant enough because not everybody sells it as individually. Some people do not sell it individually based on uh, the individual units. Um, and so therefore, you are wrong. This is not a proof to say that Truma today is rabbinic. No, Truma is, is biblical today. Uh, even though we don't have the temple and we don't have uh, most Jews living in, living in Israel, the reason why it becomes batal, the reason why it becomes nullified and subsumed under the mixture is because it's not viewed as significant enough because not everybody counts it individually. Where, where does this whole dispute come from? It's not. It's based on the following Mishnah. It's based on the following Mishnah. Um, if you have what's referred to as fenugree, and it turns into kilaim. Kilaim is when you grow things together in a, in a certain way, two different mixtures together, and you're supposed to burn it. You're not allowed to do it. It's a prohibition. You have to burn it if you create such a produce. Uh, so you have to burn it. And even this Arvibacheros, Kulanyeluku Divir Rubmeir. Rubmeir says that even if they get mixed together with a into a different mixture which does not have Kalayim, 
which does not have this type of produce which you have to burn, you still have to burn the entire mixture. We see, i.e., Rumeir is of the opinion that it is not battle, it does not become nullified, it does not become subsumed, integrated into the mixture itself. We'll explain why in a second. The Chachamim, as we pointed out in the introduction, argue, and they say, Yalu, I hold that it does work. As By Kalim, it's not majority, it goes based on 1 in 200. It has to be 1 in 200, that's a separate rule when it comes to Kalim. But it doesn't have to be the majority, it has to be 1 in 200, as long as it's 1 in 200, so then it will become nullified. So what is this dispute between Rav Meir and the Chachamim? Rav Meir says it's not nullified, therefore you have to burn everything, the entire mixture. Chachamim say that it is nullified. Essentially, Chacham uh, say that the reason why it becomes nullified is because I have only a list of six or seven, where we keep it adds the seventh, of things that are really viewed as very important. This is not included in the list. This uh, fenugreek is not included in the list, and so therefore it could become nullified because it's not viewed as significant enough to be separated from the mixture. Rumeir says no, it is viewed as significant enough. Why? Why is it viewed as significant enough? So that's the dispute between Rabbi Yochanan and Rish Lakish within Rumeir. Rabbi Yochanan Savar Esher Darke Liman Hashaninu. Rish Lakish Savar Kosher Darke Liman Hashaninu. Rabbi Yochanan says that it has to be something which is always uh, counted and sold. Individually by the individual unit, Rabbi Shlakir says that no, as long as some of it is sold, some people sell it individually. And, but this is a dispute within Rameir. But essentially, Rameir says that our level of something for, for something to be viewed as significant, we have a lower threshold than the Rabbanan, than the majority, than the Chachamim. Chachamim say it's limited to six or seven things. Rameir says, I hold that no, uh, anything which is counted individually that is viewed as significant enough. For us to say that it's significant and therefore not integrated into the mixture. And that's where Romero says that if you have this kalayim, uh, this uh, this produce that was a mixture of two different items that weren't allowed to be mixed together, so then uh, you have to burn the entire mixture. Because uh, even though it's not one of the seven, but it's still something which is counted individually. Again, there's a dispute what it means to be counted individually, but it is counted individually. And therefore... It does not become nullified in the mixture. You have to burn the whole mixture. You have to destroy it, just like the halacha. What the halacha is, what the law is when it comes to kilayim in general, is you have to destroy it, you have to burn it. So too, when it is put into a mixture, you would have to burn it. Okay. So my chaticha, what exactly is this case of chaticha, of a piece that uh, was mentioned before? So the Gemara continues and says to Tanya, because we have the following brisa. We have the following brisa, which says as follows. We're going to have a few cases. Case number one. If you have one piece of an impure sacrifice, a sacrifice that's brought as a sin offering, and it's but it's impure, you can't use it, but it gets mixed into a hundred other pieces which are pure. Or let's say you have one piece of bread from the lechem apanim, from the showbread in the in the temple in the base of Megdash, and it gets and that's impure, and it gets mixed in with a hundred pure ones. So the first opinion says tala. The first opinion says it becomes nullified. It is in fact nullified. Okay, so it becomes nullified. Rabbi Yehuda Omer lo sala. Rabbi Yehuda says that it does not become nullified. Uh, why not? So Rabbi Yehuda's opinion will be discussed in next week's recording. But Rabbi Yehuda says it does not become nullified. 
why would you say like the first opinion that it is in fact nullified? So at this stage in the Gemara, as we will see, the whole proof, the reason why I bring this down is that Rabbi Yochanan brings a proof from this statement. From this statement, Rabbi Yochanan brings a proof. What's his proof? His proof is that we have these pieces, whether it's of the bread or whether it's of uh, the pieces that are from the sacrifice. Both of them are impure. We say that they are nullified, even though those are cases where some people do sell them individually, the pieces of whatever it is, the pieces of bread or the the pieces from the uh, from the sacrifice. They are, some people sell them individually, yet we see that it becomes nullified. Why? Because that's not viewed as significant enough. In order for it to not be nullified, it has to be that everybody, um, everybody has to sell them individually, not just some people. So the proof is all from the, this one line. It happens to be that we quote the entire, the entire piece here, the entire b'risa. Uh, but the proof is going to be from that one line. It says that it does become nullified. Oh, Rabbi Yochanan says, this is a proof to me. I have a proof because... According to you, Rish Lakish shouldn't be nullified because some people do sell them individually. But what does the end say? We're just reading the end because it quotes the whole part. The end of the Brisa says, again, the first part of the Brisa was basically you have a piece that's impure, gets uh, mixed into cases into pieces which are pure. And we say according to according to at least the first opinion. It becomes nullified and and uh, integrated into the mixture. You're allowed to go ahead and the Kohen, in fact, uh, could go ahead and eat it. It's designated for the Kohen. We're talking about things that are for the showbread and the sacrifices. Those are for the Kohen. In the next case, here, now we have a case where... Um, we have a case where it is... You have something which is a chatas. You have something which is a piece from part of the sin offering, which is pure... It's still pure, and it gets integrated into a hundred pieces, which is for anybody could eat. Nothing to do with a sacrifice, but anybody could go ahead and eat it. Or you have a piece of the of the lechem upon them, the showbread piece, that gets integrated with a hundred pieces that anybody could go ahead and eat. So in that case, uh, in that case, we say that everybody agrees that it does not become nullified. In that case, everybody agrees, even the first opinion, that it does not become nullified. Why doesn't it become nullified is a very good question, which the commentators discuss. But just to quote one opinion of Rashi, there are other opinions as well. Rashi basically basically says, why can't, why can't we be stringent and say it doesn't become nullified? Let us say it's not nullified. So what do you have here? You have a pure piece of show, uh, of the showbread, of the lacham apanim, or pure piece from the sacrifice. It's not so terrible. The implications, the repercussions, the consequences, they're not so, so terrible. Go ahead and give it to a Kohen. Sell it to a Kohen. A Kohen could eat it. It's pure. The first case is that everything was impure. So it was a question of throwing it out or not throwing it out. That's not the question here. The question here is sell it to a Kohen. If you could sell it to a Kohen, sell it to the Kohen. And so therefore, we'll say that it does not become nullified because then you'll just have that, we'll view it as though that one piece that belongs to the Kohen is still in the mixture. So sell the whole mixture to the Kohen. It won't be a loss. In the first case though, we'll say that there would be a significant loss and we'll say it is it is nullified. And that's what the Gemara says. So this is a question on Rish Lakish. Why would it be nullified in the first case? Uh, it shouldn't be nullified because according to Rish Lakish, uh, since some people do sell it individually, so therefore it should, it's viewed as significant enough that it shouldn't be viewed as part of a mixture. Rabbi Yochanan says, no, this is my proof. This is my proof that it does become nullified. The only time it doesn't become nullified is if uh, everyone sells it individually. Uh, but... And that's why this is not something which is sold individually by everybody. And so therefore, it could be nullified 
And that's the exact explanation in the first part of this brisa. I think Mar will attempt to answer it, and that'll be all part of next week's recording.